The We Love Hip Hop Podcast is proudly sponsored by the Borough Heads Glass Gallery, located at 600 Church Street in downtown Toronto. It's Toronto's premier contemporary functional glass art gallery and vaporizer shop, showcasing a huge selection of heady and scientific glasswork by Canadian and international artists. Yo, man, give me some of that old gangster shit, you know what I'm saying? Some shit I can just kick back, smoke fat ass junk too. Put your hand over your heart and in a loud, clear voice, play along with us. Smoke weed every day. Oh, yeah. Stop this. Yo, we are back. It's the We Love Hip Hop podcast. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. World's Most Smoked Out Podcast. We are on episode 25. Quarter gang, nigga. Yes! Quarter gang, nigga. Yes! And, uh, yeah, man, we're just feeling real freaking good today, man. A quarter of the way through all of the madness. Um, we were back in the Borough Heads Glass Gallery uh-huh. with all of the glass and the galleries and the weed and the smokage. So, I'm your host of the Most Toast, Friday Ricky Tread, aka Stash Cream, aka Dunja Baby, aka the 5 a.m. Swinger. Uh, you like that one, eh? <laughs> That's the new one. Um, Every week there's a new alias. You still have more. I got more. I got more. Yeah. I, just, I, I just, you know, we, we only got a, a certain amount of time. Um, to the left of me, I got my calls. Yeah, that's me. PK Hayhurst, as Friday likes to refer to me. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? It's SSE underscore Hayhurst underscore PK on Instagram, because that's uh-huh. the only platform I'm on. AKA Smokey the Bear, uh-huh. AKA Paul Bunyan, because nobody chops more trees than me. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, shout out Sports Smokers Collective. Shout out to Beast Mode. Shout out Vorehead. Shout out Six Socks. Shout out to you, Organic. Shout out all our sponsors. Can it, what is it? Uh, Canada Hip Hop or whatever. Hip Hop Canada. Hip Hop Canada. 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 Um, I don't know the exact date, but I'll post it when I post it in the YouTube video. I'll be posting the flyer up for this, you know what I'm saying? But big up Trader Rhyme Animal, big up uh, DJ Law, uh-huh. uh, aka DJ LA Doug, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? Alright. And um, yeah, man, they're celebrating um, their 100th episode. They're going to have a live performance from, from Sazy, you know what I'm saying? Nice. Yeah. Big shout out to Sazy too, you know what I'm saying? Aka Sess. Um, Sess, when was his name before, not sure? I think so. Yeah, yeah, he got an album that's out right now. That's that Canadian hip hop shit. Support Canadian hip hop people. Shit. You know what I mean? So make sure to go pick that up. You know what I mean? Sazy is real, real, real dope. Nice. He, 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 he's got that new shit, but he got bars like a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? And he's also appearing on the on the Divided EP that's going to be coming real soon. That's my shit. But anyway, we, we won't talk about that. Um, so, what are you smoking on? That's what I want to know. Um, Right now, it's just some. Purple candy and death bubble, same as last week. Let's see what but I'm gonna add some 
some Keith to it. Jeez. I got some Keith lettuce through in the mix. <laughs> and then in this pile of Keith here, there's supposed to be a piece of red Lebanese hash. There it is. Oh. Ah. <laughs> it's like a fucking needle in a haystack. I found it. Shout out to my Lebanese hash. Red Lebanese hash. So the hash is actually red. It doesn't look like it now because I've had it for a while, but when I first got it, it was red. See? And uh, yeah, so I'm just going to roll up a couple of salads and then I'm going to throw in some of this LSD shatter. LSD like, shatter, hold on, pause. It's not like what you're thinking. It's a mixture of LSD, um, sorry, Mizar, sorry, Mizar skunk uh, number one genetics. It's really fucking gas when you smell this shit I, I, I understand the name but when you smell this motherfucking shit that's why the name is LSD because it's fucking turkey as fuck yo smell that I got some shit oh my god smell that that's turkey as fuck it should smell like fresh laundry dust. Jesus! It's turpy as fuck. We might have to go get well, that. Yes, he's like, our guest must. Our yes, guest take us a, a stink off of that. Mm. <laughs> Ain't no words for it. We're gonna have to go get the rig because No, no, I'm putting this all in the blunt. It's all in the blunt. This is going in the blunts. Jeez. But this is like, it's turning waxy, so I don't like to dab this shit. I like to just pour it in the blunts. I got tuna today. Oh, nice. Tuna. But not the tuna fish. Okay. Nice. Tuna kush. Tuna Cushion at the Blood Clap building. So big up to uh, all the Tuna Cush smokers. And we won't have to talk about where that came from because we all it. So, yo, um, today we have a really, really, really dope show going on, man. Um, there's a lot of things that are going on in the city, also going on in the hip hop world that we're going to be talking about later in the hip hop team. Um, there's one thing I want to get into, but I, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna save it for the tea section. I want to get straight to getting to our guest here. You know what I'm saying? Yes, the man of the hour. The man of the hour. So I um we usually do rappers, right? Pause. We usually big pause. <laughs> we usually interview rappers, right? There you go. And. What we've been trying to do is interview outside of just the realm of just rappers. So we have some guests in the in the building. Um, we have more to the industry than just rappers. Exactly. You know what I mean? There's all the different aspects that brings it together. So, like you know, we we interviewed Christine Nobel. Um, she she does the tattoos. You know, making sure that all and you know besides like just people in the world, just making sure MCs and all them motherfuckers is all tatted the fuck up too. You know what I mean? Like myself, she tatted me up like crazy. Nice. Um, We've spoken with um, man's like uh, who, who else behind the scenes? Um, well, we had Cashmere. She's a director. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Cashmere up here. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Cashmere. We I'm had a big fan. producer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've yeah. had um, fuck. We've had Melly, another producer. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Uh, we had T Major, another producer. We've had a lot of rappers. The majority of our guests have been rappers. But, you know, the good thing is that we, we, all, we also had porn stars. Ooh, nice, porn stars. Nice. Yeah, nice. porn star slash Toronto fucking icon slash Toronto rapper. See him at every party, a.k.a. Mindbender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big shout out to Mindbender and Luna Muna who came through. Yeah, the porn stars came through. That's he what is the right now. He's a porn star right now. That's yeah. where his game is at. Yeah, that's one of our guests. Respect the man's craft. He's a porn star. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Slash rapper, slash at every concert. He's having fun with that. Too. He's loving it, every moment of it. Hey, hey, watch the episode, watch the episode, and he's like described it as a new type of Christmas. Put it this way, I, I he kind of inspired me. <laughs> a new type of Christmas that I might 
try to at least do one. Mm. <laughs> 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 he was so he was so amped for that episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the week leading up, leading up to that episode, the man was so amped. Yeah, like, yo, he was gonna have a pouch here or something. And I'm not talking about like, oh, a, a video leaked. Oh my God, rap. No, 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 no. I'm gonna actually go professional. And you can go on Pornhub and find my motherfucking me doing my stroke. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> Friday morning, making the stroke go viral. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, let's get to our guest because speaking oh, of behind the scenes today, boy, holy shit! This gentleman has been behind the scenes making sure that our city gets to the places that it's been where we are today. You know what I'm saying? We all have contributors in the scene. You know what I mean? We got people who rap. You got people who produce. You got your DJs. You know what I'm saying? But all the motherfuckers gotta go somewhere. So you gotta have somebody who puts on the fucking show. So who's gonna do that? Right? You, you gotta have the promoters. Right? Then you have to have people who give a fuck about artists and see, you know what, let's see if we can uh, try to get you into a be- better position since I have a little bit more connections than you. You know what I'm saying? So I, I can't just say that our, our guest here is just a show promoter because he's done multiple things. Multiple. You know what I'm saying? Management, artist development, a whole bunch of different things. Right? And at the same time, our guest is a polarizing figure because he, for a, there's a lot of things that he's done in the city and then there's flack that I hear that comes through here. You know, like all over the fucking place I hear, oh, Freddie did this to me, Freddie did that to me. You know what I'm saying? So They, they did it to themselves. My whole thing well, is... I want to make sure that everybody gets a chance to speak and say what they got to say. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate that. That's so, I uh, always say there's two sides of a story. It's three sides. Three sides, side. actually. Sorry, your side, the person's side, and then the actual truth. Exactly. But if you can get at least <laughs> as many sides of the story as possible, then motherfuckers can make their own fucking decision. It's true. You know it's what I'm saying? So, with no further ado, I want to introduce my guest here. Um, I met this gentleman back in... 2006, I would say. Yeah. About 11 years ago now. Uh, well, personally, I'm saying it's probably the first time I've met the man fit, like face to face, but mm-hmm. I've heard his name since the 90s. Yeah. Easily, I've heard his name since the 90s, and I've benefited off of people that knew him personally. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, the name the name is holds weight in the city. You know what I'm saying? Holds weight. Some people like the name. Some people don't like the name. But you gotta respect the name at the end of the day. Exactly. So we have the man here. So he's gonna say his piece today. Freddie Fame in the building. Yes, so yes, yes. Thanks for coming through. Thank, thank you again. Through. Yes, episode twenty-five. Thank you guys. Um, so I always do my research. I always got my questions, and you know, besides, I, I know all of my guests so far personally to some degree or have had some kind of dealings with them you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying so we've been dealing with each other from back on the Spice Bistro wow. China Doll days on College Street China Doll days yeah. wow yeah 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 some of the shows that's happened where Empire the group that I used to manage was was performing at those shows we had a young Drake that kind of came in the house you yeah. know what I'm saying young Tory Lanez in the house you know what I'm saying? We had different people who are now prevalent people in the hip hop scene for Canada <laughs> that have all walked through the doors of this gentleman's menus or uh, or parties that this gentleman has done in different venues. So, the first thing I want to know is, are you from Toronto originally? Like, and this is a question that actually my views, views before the six people asked. 
but I know I feel like you're from somewhere else originally. I'm born and raised in Toronto. Ah. I have never left. Ah. <laughs> it's my home. This is this is who raised me. Okay. The reason okay. I am who I am is because of Toronto. Mm. So now I've done the research as far as you doing different types of things in school back in the days, right? Um, like drama classes and different things like that, right? Um, but when did you first start knowing that? When was your first connection to hip hop? Like, what was the first hip hop tape that you got? Actually, uh, really, actually, this is a good question. I was, um, I used to just walk around the city, mm-hmm. you know, try to meet people, just spread the word about uh, the whole Toronto hip hop movement. Okay. I remember one time specifically, I was in a cab. I was heading down to um, maybe a strip club or something, something like that. But on my way, I saw a dude chopping CDs right. from the cab, and he was at Queen and um, right by City TV there, okay. uh, the, the Much Building right there. And it was uh, Mega Sean. Mm. Used to go by um, Baba Sean. Okay. He used yeah, to yeah. Go by um, Doomsday. Mm-hmm. He was part of a group called Cryogenics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I saw him from the cab. I said, yo, what are you selling there? He said, I got hip-hop tapes. I said, let me, let me buy one off you. So I bought it right from the cab. He walked up to the cab and I bought it. Right. And that was the first tape I was bumping. Mm. So I'd say Cryogenics was the first introduction to a real hip-hop sound from the city mm. but what about hip-hop period like i'm talking about like beastie boys beastie boys yeah. Yeah. Beastie, i was in california i was mm. i was there for like six months with my mom's back in the day okay and my aunt was listening to the beastie boys it was brass monkey mm. i just remember that sound it was weird it was new it was something i've never heard of heard before i said what is this my aunt told me this is rap music I said, uh, whatever it is, I love it. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> dope, dope, dope. I must have been in grade four or five. Something oh, like that. Holy. So, time. like, this is back in the back in the Back days. in the day. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yes. So, like, you had so many different jobs in hip-hop. Like, what would you feel like your first time, like, saying, okay, I'm entering the scene? Mm. Like, were you ever a rapper? I was never a rapper. I was always a promoter. Mm-hmm. I started when I was 18. Okay. And, uh, you know, 18-year-olds can't really get venues because you got to be at least 19. Mm. So I used to throw jams in the park. That's how it started. Yeah. Used to, uh, back in the day, the beer stores used to be closed. I just dated myself. But, yeah, back in the day, mm-hmm. on Sundays, the beer stores used to be closed. Mm. So I used, to buy, I used to buy the beer on a Saturday. Yeah. And I used to set up shop right in the park. I used to sell the beer. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. So it was like the first grind, basically. Young hustle. Yeah, yeah, young yeah, hustle, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. it went well. It went well. Everyone looked forward to Sundays because I had my, my jams in the park. So like, what were some of the first rappers that you had over in those in those jams? Like, mm. like take me back. back. Okay, back then, I didn't even work with rappers. It was just more about getting everybody together. Mm. Yeah. It so was, it was just a party then? It was just a party. It was just, you know, a daytime thing. Have a drink, play a game of basketball. My boy used to do a barbecue. Mm-hmm. And it was just a, a place where uh, people come hang, meet each other, 
you know. Yeah, but I never, yeah. I never worked with rappers until later on. Uh, actually, you know him, Sonny. Twenty two Carrot Entertainment. He's in okay. Australia now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was doing events, so I after the park, I graduated to venues. And I started doing them. I used to do shows over here in Yorkville. Yeah, yeah. It's a place called the Pilot. And uh, Sonny approached me once and said, "Hey, I have this artist. She's amazing. I think he was probably seeing her." Okay. He's like, "Yo, put her on." Yeah. I said, "For you, no problem. Let's put her on." And uh, yeah, she she did her thing, and I think he had a rapper. I don't remember who it was, but that was my first time working with an artist in a venue together. What, what year was this around? <laughs> I don't want to be dating us, but like shit, we all know we 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 not young motherfuckers. Uh, you know honestly, I I don't remember, but I'd say late nineties. Late nineties. Late yeah, so like you, you've been you've been promoting shows because remember I've only met you in two thousand six. Like yeah. I said, Friday, I had heard the man's name since the nineties. Okay, you know so what I'm saying there's a, I'm in my research. I also seen that you used to like do different types of promotions, like for like a different a different genre of music, mm. like uh, house music, different things. Where like did that. you find all this stuff? I didn't even know. Friday, it was it. <laughs> but yeah, I used to do. Uh, I used to do clubs, so every kind of music, but I used to do uh, rock and roll shows. Mm. I used to do death, heavy metal, black, the blackest metal you can think of, Okay. where the guys are screeching on the mic. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I ain't part of that scene, but the way I got my foot in the door with hip-hop is I used to have a rehearsal space mm. through through my, my ideas and my thoughts of how I could do something. Right. I opened up a rehearsal space. I used to have all kinds of different bands in there. Not too much hip hop, but a lot of a lot of bands. Okay. So I uh, I kept asking them, "Hey, you guys want to do shows?" Mm. And the reason why they're at a rehearsal space is so they can put on a show. Yeah. So I was doing all kinds of different shows. Mm. I was I was being funny with it too because I used to mix country music. And black death metal mm. at the same venue, so they'd be like, "What the fuck's going on?" <laughs> but I was just in the back laughing and having fun. You know, it was more of a show for me. Yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you, those shows were easier to put on. They filled up. They filled up without any promotion. But you gotta think of it; it's a numbers game. Mm. I'll explain all this too with the hip hop. But who's full? But back in the day, um, when I was doing the rock shows, sure. all I do is book the bands. Have a drum kit on stage. Now picture this though: five man per band. That's twenty-five people promoting a show. Mm. You didn't even need a flyer. Yeah. You know, so I just used to do these. I used to leave early. Yeah. Let someone else just finish it. I used to go home paid, but it wasn't my scene. It was yeah, the money was all right and and all that, but I had no, my heart wasn't into it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I didn't yeah. know anybody on stage, or they were my clients, but I didn't. You, you know, know the, music, the music wasn't in me fully yeah. to, to be happy and to be fulfilled. Uh -huh. So that's when I stepped into hip hop, okay. and, and hip hop was a challenge. A very hip hop was a challenge, and that what that's what kept me here. Right. I like being challenged. If everything's too easy, you're just gonna. You know, yeah. fade away. Yeah, yeah. Didn't get too comfortable. So, so There's no comfort in my job. So to even <laughs> um, to get more into that question too, right? 
with the rock venues and stuff like that, right? Like, what venues were you using? We're using like reverb. Like, remember the reverb up on Queen and uh, yeah, Bathurst? Yeah. That used to be a big, heavy rock venue, and then they had different places like Nocturne is that still Nocturne is still open, right? That was a big, heavy rock venue, also. Yeah. So, like, were you? Getting I, I, didn't do, I didn't do those venues. Okay. But I'll tell you, when I was doing rock shows, every venue was open to me. Mm. All I had to say was live bands, rock and roll. Oh yeah, win. Sure, no problem. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I did Alma Combo, I did Silver Dollar, I did Sneaky D's. Lee Palace. Um, there were so many. Mm. There were so many. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did all of them. I remember at one point I was doing rock shows every day of the week. Just because there was a demand for it. And there was just unlimited bands because I had the rehearsal space. So would you say that like the, the type of the work that you were doing with the rock bands and all those different <coughs> venues... <clears throat> help to give you more connections as far as the owners when you need to get venues for hip-hop no interesting no. it was uh it was more of a challenge they remembered me from the rock scene but they asked me why don't you just stick with rock right right too much problems with hip-hop too much, too much stress. Oh yeah, too much stress. Too much uh, There's violence. That violence. Comes with it, right? Too many baseball caps. Mm. You know, whatever it is, they wanted me to stick with rock. Right. And um, I said, yeah, I know. It's it's a much easier path, but we ain't here for easy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think everybody in the room could agree with me. We ain't here for easy. No. We're here to, to do our best and even make mistakes, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 and yeah. learn from them and that's keep coming learn. back stronger that's and stronger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I'm about. That's what I represent. The struggle to make it and to not sell out. Mm. You know? I could have sold out many times, but that ain't me. So what was your first hip-hop show? My first hip-hop show... Official hip hop show was in 2004 okay. at the El Combo. Mm. Thanks, brother. Yeah, probably. <coughs> 2004. Uh, the reason I did it was that I was actually uh, supposed to do a rock show. Okay. And I had the venue booked for specifically a rock show. But all the rock bands flopped wow. on that specific show, like maybe two weeks beforehand. Mm. And I'm not one person to be like, oh, sorry, I know I booked your venue, but I got to flop. So I'm going to flop on you. No. So No, no, I can't. I'm not about that. So I'll tell you one driving force that even pushed me to do all this stuff is uh, Mike Stone. That's my DJ. Okay. He's been my DJ for the last okay, 14 Mike Stone. years. Without, without Mike Stone. Stone. Yeah, without, without Mike Stone. Used to be the co-host of this show. Yeah. Without Mike Stone, there's no Freddie Fame. I gotta say that. Yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. I have to say a big shout out to Mike Stone. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Mike Stone used to call me every month. Because he knew I was doing the rock shows. Mm. He'd be like, yo, why don't you put on a hip-hop show? You know, I, back in those times, I was trying to do different things. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 for sure. So I'd say, yeah, one day, one day, you know? And every month, he used to call me. Hey, you ready yet? So following month, I get a call again, Mike Stone. Like, no, almost. But then this happened with the bands all flopping at the same time. Right. Mike Stone calls me about a week after. I found out everyone flopped. He goes, hey, are we ready yet? I said, dude, it's done. I already got the bands. I got uh, DJ Envy. I got DJ Envy designing the logo and the fly. Everything is done. He's like, what? Okay, when is it? Right. 
I said it was uh, it was September the 9th, 2004. Mm. September 9th was at the Alma Combo. Okay. And uh, the way I booked that show, because back then I didn't really know too many hip-hop artists. Mm. I called a couple hip-hop artists that I knew. I said, hey, you guys want to do a show? They're like, sure, how much you paying me? I said, nothing. They said, okay. Because <laughs> it wasn't about the money back then. It was just, yeah, I want to do a show even if there's no pay. Right. So once I booked them, I said, do you know any other artists that might want to perform? Mm. Like, yeah, yeah, I didn't waste no time. I said, who? Yeah. Give me their number. I'm gonna call them right now. Right. So that's how I that's how I booked my first show, not nice. knowing anybody. Nice. One nice. person knew someone else, and then I'd repeat it. Mm-hmm. Hey, do you know someone that might want to perform? Yes. What's their number? I'm not a man to wait around and hope that you call. I'm calling you. I'm gonna get your answer. You're either down or you're not, but at least we'll know. Right, right, right. So now, do you? Well, I'm not going to ask if you remember because you were there. You promoted him. But do you remember Strip Hop? Strip Hop? No, I don't know that. Ah. Now, I have a picture that um, Tech posted the other day. Me and my me and my dog from day one. And we're in front of Fillmore's. You know what I'm saying? And it was because Tech Man was performing at Fillmore's um, as, as um, one of the main acts. Yeah, that's mixed with fucking sh- shatter and fucking ash. It's crazy. crazy shit. Oh, yeah, that's the salad. <laughs> but, like, those are the salad months. Strip hop was like a union of a strip club and hip hop going on at the same time. So, it was strip hop. I, I, I still can't believe that went down. Well, that's the thing. What I don't know. Well, to describe what it is, it's like you're on the stage, on the fucking stage where the strippers come out, but you spit in your shit, okay. and then you and then you have two girls that would be, be be dancing on the stage and shit. You know what I'm saying? And it was a jam. How the fuck did you get those venues locked down in the first place, bro? I have to say that was truly magic, okay? Because strip clubs don't like hip hop. I know. <laughs> <laughs> now they love it. They don't like hip hop. Why don't they like hip hop? Because <clears throat> the girls don't make money off hip hop, guys, off the urban community. The bar doesn't make money. They don't. The bar might make money because mm-hmm. the, the hip hop scene buys the most expensive kind of drink there is. True. But the girls don't make money. If the girls aren't happy, then no one's happy. We, you guys know how it is. Yeah, 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 Girls yeah. ain't happy. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'll tell you the way that happened. Right after a year of me doing events, mm. I was done. I was like, okay, I worked with everyone, including Empire Friday and everyone. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We were on those stages. Uh, after the year, I said, okay, like, what else is there for me? You know, I've already worked with a whole bunch of artists. I worked with all the cool venues. That's it. There are no more artists. And uh, I remember it. I was burning a spliff kind of like this. And I said, yo, I got it. I have connects in the the uh, strip strip club scene. Let me see if they'd be down for a show. I think that would be amazing. Mm. And it was an idea that just came out of nowhere. I made a phone call. And then we had it. We had our first venue. Nice. So describe the first one. Like I, I was there, but for the people who weren't there, describe what the, f- like, 
Because I know there's always stress when it kind of comes to putting on a show. You know what I'm saying? Make sure I'm making, making sure all the artists are there, making sure everything's in order. But it's probably an extra added stress having it in a strip club and having more variables. Well, before all this, this is funny, okay? Because I made it just seem like or I made a phone call and I got a strip club. What? Sorry, it wasn't like that. Yeah, give me more I actually details. devised a plan yeah. on how to get the strip club without them realizing it was urban. Mm. So I had a lawyer buddy, right? I called him up first. I said, yo, put on your best suit. We're going out. He's like, all right. Where are we going? I said, don't worry. That's kind of my thing. I don't let people know what we're doing. Right. You just have to be part of it or not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I picked him up. He had on his best suit. He looked like the L.A. player, you know? And because he's a lawyer, I was like, hey, we're going to use your influence, right? And we're going to make something work. I need you to go into these strip clubs. Tell them you have a very big, important client coming. And you need to find a venue to host this show. So we went to all the strip clubs. All of them. So you're talking all of the downtown areas? All the downtown areas. The Zanzibars, the Brass Rails, the um, Philadelphia. Jilly's was open at them times. I know know way too much. (laughs) Keep going. So so, uh, it was pretty consistent. They all said no. Right, mm. and I left one out specifically on purpose because it was in my area. Right, you know, I always feel it important to leave your area. And I said, okay, I saved this one for last, but I think this one might work. And it was House of Lancaster on Blur. After all that practice, my boy had going into all these places. He saved the last one. And he came out. He's like, we did it. I got it. They're interested. They want to do it. I said, yes. Okay, this was meant to be. This was meant to be. So, they're all excited. Right? The only thing that saved us uh, was that they didn't ask what kind of music it was. Mm. Well, shit. Think about the area, too. They you don't ask, I ain't gonna tell. Yeah. Okay? That's how it works. Um, so, the night of, it was packed. Mm. I got there late, because I had to do some other things that night, but it was packed. I get to the door, and they're telling me that it was it was full to capacity. Holy. I couldn't get in. You couldn't get in your own shit. I couldn't get in my own shit, but it was a security guard, understandable. You know, he didn't know who I was. Walked to the door, he didn't let me in. I said, okay, let's let's talk to the manager. Right. He's like, okay, what's your name? I said, my name's Freddie Fame. He said, oh, you're Freddie Fame. Everyone's looking for you. I said, let's go. Walked in, it was a Atlanta music video setting brought to life that's the best way i can describe it the best way i can describe it who was on stage when i when i was there bubba the same dude who i bought a mixtape from years back full circle right he's on stage the girls are dancing the place is packed the bar's making money but there's only one problem the girls aren't making money 
So yes, it was success. Yes, it was it was amazing. I had fun. Uh, we pulled it off, <coughs> but I knew it wasn't gonna happen again. Right. I knew. I knew. But it did. Didn't dare. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But it did. Some different location. Yeah. So I called him the next day. Ready to book a next date mm-hmm. because I couldn't take it anymore. I'm like, what? What's the future of this amazing thing? Right. He's like, look, your crowd very dangerous, very dangerous. I said, no, nah, man. Everything was good. He's like, yeah, but we don't want to wait until mm. anything happens. I said, but it was amazing. Right. He goes, yo, you do a very good job, but how about this? I'll give you the other spot on the Queensway. Mm. Bigger, bigger stage, bigger everything. It is better. If you do the rock shows with me. (laughs) 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 Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the first time I had to decide, okay. Like what's what do I really want to do? Do I want to do something that's just gonna, you know, be put a, be putting a, a drum kit on a stage, no flyer, no excitement, mm. no grind, or do I go back in and try to do what I was trying to accomplish? You right. see what I'm saying? So that's what I decided on. That's what I decided on. So now it's been mimicked. I haven't done those in a while, brother. Okay, well, actually, before I even ask you about the mimicking of it, you know what I'm saying? Because I can see that it's been mimicked, and that's one of the things I want to ask you. You continued afterwards. Yeah. How did you get, like, the other venues? Because I remember we performed at Fillmore's, like, twice. And then we performed Charlie T's. Yeah, yeah. And then we started performing at Baby Dolls for a while. Yeah. I did it with Scarborough. At Caddies. At Caddies also. Yes, I forgot about that. So, remember, these, remember you mentioned earlier, the venues are telling you no. What did they, what changed that made them say yes after you did the first one? The best way I could describe it is uh, magic. Mm. I have to bring the magic card in again. <laughs> like, I don't know. But all of a sudden, people were saying yes. Mm. Mm. I was talking to the right people as well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. They have connections as well. But a lot of times, I just go in. If you say no to me once, I'll come back with a sweeter deal. Mm. And I'll say, okay, this, but also this too. Yeah. That's just who I am. So I just kept doing that until people said yes. Nice. Persistency, you know? Nice. Like, I just kept coming at it. So eventually, yeah, we were able to do a whole bunch of them. And uh, <clears throat> history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't say I can do that anymore, right? Because uh, I'm onto different things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's not really my scene. Mm. You know? Back then, I was in a different state of mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I looked at life differently. You know what I'm saying? But now, uh, I've grown in different ways. I've went down different paths mm-hmm. that kind of led me away from from that stuff. You know, sure. I ain't gonna knock like yeah, it was fun. Yeah, we did it. It was to me, it was more like 
can the impossible be done? Right, something that you've done you've done already is something that's being done like almost every week in strip clubs now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're every week the girls are making the money, mm-hmm. the bottles are being spent. So you're already you're ahead of your time, visionary. Yeah, yeah. What? Well, to me, it's like okay, I saw it working over there. I'm like, why wouldn't it work over here? And it did, it did. But again, like now you see it like it's a regular thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you feel about like? The way that you see like I don't even see it. You don't even see like, it. Like I'm right? so far away from that realm mm. that I don't even see it. I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, right yeah. now I only see the I'm good, thank you. I only see the um the up and coming talent. The motivated. The I've changed my circle. You know what I'm saying? The only people that chill with me are people that are motivated to do something. Yeah. Either for themselves or for other people. Sure. They need some help to put it together. So what are you doing now? Like anything, promoting your anything, yeah. You putting on shows. I'm putting on shows. I got a show coming up August 11th. Okay. And this show's significant to me because summer shows. I usually take summers off or book a, a couple acts that are motivated for the summer. You know. Yeah. This summer though, it was more like. Artists just kept coming at me. Yo, I want to do a show August 11th. I want to do it. I want to do it. It's like, yeah. really? like, I was shocked because I do this. I've seen the patterns. I've studied the game. Mm. August is like one of the hardest ones to book. Well, in my method, you know, if well, you're just going to book anybody in. August is what? In Toronto, you did that Caravana weekend. Yeah, and I'm doing it after Caravana Everything weekend. that week and the week after Caravana is all parties and the weekend leading up. Right? Yeah. yeah. We yeah, had yeah. Kendrick here last night. Right? Ooh. This is true. This is true. So I had that Kendrick concert. It was pretty dope. I'll um, tell you, I like doing I like doing dates that aren't so high profile. Mm. So just to do it. It brings me to a question now. Okay. There's a lot of people <coughs> that give you flack. Okay? Yeah. There's always these people who are like and it's not only you, it's promoters, period. Yes. Okay? Where they're like, yo, Freddie Fane, whip me off. <laughs> right? And a lot of times they bring it to either the promoter didn't pay me for my show or he's, they don't like the pay to play. Yeah. Me as an artist, I, I'm not a fan of pay to play. I'm so glad you're bringing this up. No, it's just, these, are, these are things that people want. I'm an advocate of pay to play. Well, you have pay to play and you have pay to play plus. There's pay to play plus, which is what I do, mm-hmm. right? So describe that. I know what it is. Well, pay to play is you're paying your way into anything you want. Okay. Right? If you want to record a song with a studio guy that wouldn't give you the time of day mm-hmm. unless you offer him a hundred more bucks, right? Right. Would you do it? If you really want to work with someone, yeah, you would do it because yeah, that's yeah. going to elevate your brand, yeah, right? Yeah. They're going to move up an- another level and then other people are going to see you and then the whole cycle, you know, keeps happening to you. Definitely. We're also talking to a, a money, put your money where your mouth is type of guy. I'm glad. However, I always make sure that I'm trying to put my money in the right places. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of people that sometimes might not feel the pay to play and the pay to play plus, right? 
like I was like I was saying, I'm a money where my mouth is guy. Mm-hmm. But I also try to make sure I'm putting my money in the right place. Okay, yes. Let's let's talk about right? that. There's people who feel that they've been jaded. Yeah. Why do you feel that that's, that, that that happens? Okay. Well, <clears throat> this is something I've said a million times. Mm-hmm. When you're an up and coming artist or just an artist in general trying to get your name out there. Right. Right. The best thing that can happen to you is that your name is on a flyer. Mm-hmm. You're gonna feel really good. You're gonna feel like okay, now you're being seen with your peers. Someone's, established. Someone's gonna see that flyer. There's gonna be someone on the cover. I might not know him, mm-hmm. but he's bigger than me because someone else says. Right. Right? Okay, so now I'm saying, hey, I'm going to give you everything you need. Right? Forget about your name in micro print. Forget about it. Right. Forget about the guy you don't know on the cover, right? That you think is big just because his picture's on it. Right. Forget all about that. Let's make you the big guy. Let's make you the main feature. Mm. And I'll tell you what, the people that are going to come to see you are going to look at you like that anyway. Right. Because they don't know anybody else. Right? Your fans aren't going to know the other guy who I'm going to book. But when you guys are all there, you get to see who's talented and who's not. Right. But no matter what, your boy is going to be the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're going to support your boy the most. Yeah. Sure. When someone asks you, hey, yeah. who are you here to see? You're going to be so excited to big up your boy. He's so talented, he's going to be up tonight, you're going to love it, right? Everyone's done that. So what I'm saying is, your people are going to look at you like you're the main event. Doesn't matter who else is on stage. Right. Okay? So let's promote you like that. Let's already get you to that level, right? Never mind waiting till someone else sees you like that. Let's get you seeing you like that. Right. So that's why I come in with the extra work. When you book with me, I take your picture, right? Mm. Edit it. Come up with a flyer, something flashy that you could show to your people, right? right? And show them that you are taking the right steps to better your career, your passion, your dream. Right. And as as friends and family see this, they're going to start taking you more serious, Mm. right? You could easily show them a flyer with your name that they have to, like, really look for, Right. right? And that's cool. Right? That's that's a level. I respect it. I, I believe in it. I, I definitely see it as necessary. Right. But I just like doing a little bit of extra. Right? So, <clears throat> last year, my pay-to-play plus deal was if you sign on for a show mm-hmm. and, and purchase a certain amount of tickets, right? I'll give you a music video. Right. And how many tickets am I asking people to, to purchase? Not 30, not 50, right? Right. I'm saying 10. If you have 10 fans who are gonna support you, maybe you might wanna consider this because it also comes with another money saver. Right. Right? So right. it's value. That's where the plus came in. It's like, yes, it's pay to play plus, plus, but. You're getting all these added bonuses. You're getting the stuff that you need to buy anyway. Right. Unless your cousin's going to do it, right? And But your cousin's going to have a million excuses why he couldn't have it done in time for your release party. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I know I'm speaking to a lot of people. A lot of people do not like me, brother. Okay? Hey, I understand it because I'm all business. Yeah. I'm all business. You want to talk to me in a way? I won't understand it. Mm. As soon as you talk business to me... 
I'm all ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Why? Because that's how people deal with me. Yeah, yeah. I can't go to a venue guy and be like, hey, can you do me a favor? <laughs> what favor am I asking for? Can you work for free for me? Hopefully I can do something. No, you know what no. the thing is? And I'm not trying to be in that position. And and to add to what you're saying, even like a lot of times we'll go into our own community and be community and ask for a favor. But you ain't gonna walk into Walmart and be like, yo, can you give me a discount on that shit? Because they're gonna be like, yo, get oh. the fuck out of our store. <laughs> work that way. This is what the price is on the goddamn tag, fam. Exactly, plus tax. Plus tax, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so a lot of people believe that they've done a lot in the city, mm. okay? And now they deserve certain things, certain uh, maybe treatment. Right. With me, I treat everybody fair. Mm. It could be your first show. It could be your 20th show. I'm going to treat everybody fair because there has to be some kind of structure. Mm. If everything's all favor and this and that, it's going to stay where it is. Right. No growth. Right? No growth. Yeah, I could be that guy taking abuse all these years. I'd rather be the guy to say, okay, let's bring structure to this game. Right. Someone has to start it. And I've stuck with it. I've stuck with it, and I've seen results for people. Well, do you feel that you're one of the pioneers of it? I know that the first few people I seen doing it, I seen Chris McKee, and I seen and I seen you with doing with doing it, uh, the, the pay to play. So now there's other people. It's not a thing where it's like, oh, why the fuck is Frankie Fame making us pay to do the show? Everybody does shit now. <laughs> yeah. Why? Because everybody got smart to the business side. Right? For sure. No promoter wants to be on the side of trying to explain to a bar owner why there's low bar sales. Mm. Why no one came. The venue's Right? <clears throat> My question is, why did they give you a Wednesday? Why did they give you a Tuesday? Mm. Right? That's going to equal no bar sales. Yeah. And it's also going to uh, equal poor attendance. Right? Mm. But it's designed like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. designed like that. It's, yeah, like, sure. it's another way to say we don't really want hip hop. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So. They'll set you up to fail. So, what I do is I make a deal with the bar. Mm. Whatever you want to make, let's, let's uh, talk about that. What do you want to make at a bar? Yeah, what do you want to sell right? at night? What do you right. want to sell at night? Okay, cool. If you don't make that, I'll cover the difference. Right. That's business. Yeah. Right? So, I have to be able to guarantee certain things. The people that I work with have to be able to guarantee a certain thing as well. Sure. And it's just even a minimum thing. I tell people, buy three tickets and I'll put you on. I'll take the picture. I'll make you a flyer. I'll... Do whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. Buy three tickets. People have a problem with that? Am I really the problem? Am I really the bad guy? Yeah, yeah, or are yeah. people taking things in a non-business, non-business uh, way of looking things? Yeah. You know, Let's do business. Okay, now. A bunch of artists want to make money. Right? So, whenever someone asks me how much they're going to get paid, I say, okay, how much are you worth? Like how much you want to get paid? Alright? I want five bills, let's say, or two fifty or whatever it is. Right. So my next question, okay, so if I give you five bills, 
how many people are you gonna bring? No one ever knows. Yeah. So how are you coming up with numbers? Yeah. I have the numbers. You wanna make five bills, this is how many people you gotta bring. Anything else we're guessing. And in business, we don't wanna be guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? We wanna have a structured plan of action. That's all I've taken. Now people have issues with this stuff. Okay. I'm looking for the people that understand it more than, than trying to work with people that have issues with buying three tickets. Buying, buying three, three tickets. tickets. <laughs> who's, who's the bigger problem in the city? <laughs> no, it's true though. It's so true. Yeah. So people expect a lot of shit for free. Nothing comes for free in the day. People expect shit. It's very funny. It's like they want to make profit with the least amount of effort. Hey, I respect end. that. If you can find a way that works for you, that everyone works for free, mm. right? Take the course. I mean, uh, do a course. I'll take it. I'll be your first client. How you got everything for free right. and made it work. Yeah. I want to know. Package and sell that shit. Hell yeah. Exactly. And if, it's, and if it's the real way, I'll be able to do it and be your testimonial. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Mm. Sure. So, <laughs> yo, I'm glad that, that, that you were able to speak on that and clear that up. You know what I'm saying? Hey, let me ask you now. Sure. Okay. What if I could offer you a packed venue with people that don't know you, right? Mm hmm. All you have to buy is three tickets. Would yeah. you be interested in that? The fuck's three tickets? Like, I'm probably just to, to even buy that just anyway. to even just say okay, it's not worth even like. I'm probably saying no buy to it anyway just to bring a couple of my peeps. That's the whole thing. It's not someone saying okay. These shows are packed. These shows are this. These shows are that. I say don't even believe me. Mm. Don't even believe a word I say. Just look at my Instagram. Right? Right, 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 it's right. all about now if there's if there's no video if there's no picture it didn't exist so yeah. therefore if there is a video and there is a picture then, then I guess we have to all just agree that it exists <laughs> and all my events are like that why because of the structured plan that's all it is it's just a basic structured plan oh, facts. you want to perform you bring a certain amount of people. What? You want more time because more people are going to come out and see you? Okay. Basic business. Let's do it. Mm. It's working. I have a lot of clients that base their releases around my events. So if I have a date, okay, that's the next time they're going to release a song. Correct. If you do a little promo for it, call it a release, or even do a video. Mm. I have a screen right now. We can we can feature it. So that's the thing. It brings me to a thing also. The multiple things that you do with artists yes. besides just promotion and stuff like that, right? Yes. Or promoting um, like live shows. I'll call my role guiding more right. than anything. Right, and that's. Guiding something I want to also talk about because you've had your hand in artist development over the years. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> We've been following, even with our podcast, we talk about a lot of different hip-hop artists in the scene that make headlines and stuff like that. Yeah. And now we got a few. You know what I'm saying? Now we got a few in our own city. So, there's many, yes. I've been following a gentleman named Tory Lanez. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, the thing is, I've been around the scene for a long time. We, we've been around the scene together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, I've been reminded, yes, you don't remember he used to be around with Freddie Fame off of back in the days. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I, it was it was a long time. It was about seven years ago. Yeah, yeah. And around that time, I, here. there was a contest that you that you had that him and another gentleman, um, I guess, won the contest or got to the end of the contest, I guess. And from there, mm. you started working with him. Brought him to Atlanta, and then are we talking about? We're talking about Tori Lanez? Yeah. Oh, that was oh, am I getting my facts wrong? Yeah, 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 yeah. So how did you meet him in the first place? Tori Lanez straight up called me, and uh, he said, hey, just listen to my music. If you like it, let's do something. I listened. I said, let's do something. Okay. And that's pretty much how it went. It wasn't even back and forth. It mm. was like, yeah, let's go. So was he in the venues? Like no. China Dolls, he just heard no, about you? He was. he was young. He was a youngin'. Mm. And he was in Brampton uh, those times. Yeah. He called me because someone else told him to call me. That's usually what happens. Word of mouth. It's just the word of mouth, right? There is. Uh, so, yeah, we, we ended up working together. It was, it was really cool. So, now, this trip to Atlanta. I heard the stories already, you know what I mean? You know, our, our EC academic, like the research that I'm doing is public research. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, from where I'm hearing, you're in Atlanta, you're in the clubs, you're pushing this gentleman's music. First of all, what made you take these steps with him? To say, okay, you know what, this guy, I'm bringing him to the States. Because you worked with a lot of motherfuckers. I have to be honest. I have to be honest. I was smoking a lot of weed at the time. Mm -hmm. Right? My brain just used to come up with ideas on how to do things. And it was just like magic. Mm. That's it. So you're like, yo, him, we gotta go. Yeah. Just, so, let's go. So tell me about the experience in Atlanta. I went down there not knowing anybody. Went downtown, and I did cold calling, but in live person-to-person -person contact. Right. So I'd walk downtown Atlanta, and just try to look people in their eyes. If they had a good vibe, I'm okay, but thank you. If I uh, caught a vibe or even anything, I would stop them. Right. Like, hey, what's up, you know? What do you do in the music uh, scene in Atlanta? And I wasn't trying to be like friendly, I was just more like business. Right. You know a place we can go? <coughs> Let's go. You know the studio, you know? When I first got there, I didn't have any links. And I loved it. I loved it because I was in a city where anything could happen and that's all I needed to do that's all I needed to be in you want me to do? I'm good thanks so I used to just stop people and say hey who does the CDs right. talk to this guy get their number call them I didn't waste any time especially down there every day that you're there costs money right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. so it was like I wasn't there to waste any time Within a couple days, I had all the connections I needed. Mm. Studio, CD duplication, graphics, photography, whatever we needed. Uh, yeah, I just made it work. It was fun. It was right. fun. So then what made you come back here? Because you have somebody who's on their way. Okay, well, I saw, I saw what was happening in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. 
I remember one specific night, went to an open mic. It was okay. in the hood. I think it was called Bankhead. Mm. Bankhead. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah. I remember telling the cab, we're going to a place in Bankhead. Here's the address. He said, oh, you guys don't want to go there. You don't want to go there. Take you somewhere else, a nicer place. We're right. like, why? What's what's up? He's like, nah, you don't want to go there. I won't take you there. He just played. He just told me straight up, I won't take you there. So I gave him fifty bucks extra, and he took us there. Mm. Right? And he even waited for us. <laughs> he was worried. Wow. <laughs> he was worried. So that's you, the cabbie, and Tory Lanez. And my other homegirl who came to assist me, right. which she was a really big help. Um, but yeah, it was it was funny. Walked in, and like I said, I wasn't there to waste time. I got there at nine o'clock, thinking, yeah, we're early, we're good, you know. The girl at the door says, okay, it's twenty five dollars to get in, and another 25 or 50 dollars to sign up wow to perform we're like yeah no problem cool paid and then our position was like 76 oh wow. jesus christ at 9 p.m the place was packed right and it was already like that so i looked at the lady and i said that's the shittiest slot of the night she's like yeah you came late I said, okay, what if I give you 50 extra bucks, right? Mm. Can you get us in where we need to be? She's like, she's looking at me. She's like, oh, you get it. I said, mm. yeah, let's do this. She's like, okay, well, certain people come at this time right here. I can squeeze you in right there, perfect timing. Right. I said, okay, here's an extra 50 bucks just because I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Same. From there, she was my best friend. The certain people walked in. She made it work where Lanes was there on stage with the people. Right. The target audience, you know what I'm saying? But it was fun. Even just to see the support that these shows were getting early, it inspired me. Right. It inspired me to somehow do some kind of promotion that uh, pushes early shows so I, I do that now yeah, I do yeah. pre-shows before 10 p.m. we could do release parties we could do video release parties mm. whatever it is whatever you want to do whatever you can create time it we'll do it or you can do it yourself but I'll tell you a lot of people are booking up venues now the thing is with this whole Tory Lanez thing now mm. This motherfucker's huge now. Yeah. How do you feel like I see him on Hot I'm proud. I'm proud. Honestly, it's been quite a long time. All right? Mm. I see the success. I see the dream. Right. The dream came to reality. My issue is why, make it work. My issue is why is he not bringing you up in the story? Because I know the story. Because he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. Right? Mm. He knows what's up. As long as he does, no one else has to know anything. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, Toronto yeah. knows, of course, because it happened here. Right. But 
I don't even talk about it much mm. unless brought up. Hey, well, this is the thing. We love hip hop, and this is the podcast that we're here to make I'm, sure that the city. I'm here to clear is, things up too, you know. To clear things up, and we make sure that our city is 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 brought to the top. You know what I'm yes. saying? Just yes. like how you've been doing with shows all these years, I'm trying to continue that with the public view as far as yeah. what's going on in the city. You know what I'm saying? Totally. So these stories have to be told. You know what I'm saying? These facts. These are stories that. They're there to teach. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, you learn sure. lessons from these stories. All this stuff about paying to play and people ain't down with it. Okay, so I went to the States. I went to where you try to be. Yeah, yeah. To see how it works. Guess what? It was all pay to play. Mm. See, the story included me having to pay the entrance and yeah. then pay to sign up. 76th position, right? If I was any other dude, I'd just be happy with that. Sure, for sure. I would have been happy with, yeah, we're in Atlanta, we're in the hood that we're not supposed to be in, to meet with these people that we'd never get a chance if we didn't take this chance. Yep. Right? We're there. We made it work. So, it was all pay to play. Yeah, yeah. I go to uh, the strip clubs, because that's where your, your record gets broke, mm. you know? Everyone's at the strip club, especially uh, on Mondays. It was the uh, Magic City Monday. So I remember driving by and someone showing me that place and say, okay, to get your song played on that specific spot, five Gs. Wow. That's what they're telling me. Just to get your and song And I'm the guy played. from Toronto. Yeah, just to get played because then it's, it's moving around, right? Yeah. If you made it there. So I'm the guy from Toronto and I'm seeing this going, yeah, take me there. That's where I want to be. He's like, dude, you can't go there. I said, let's go. Monday, after this place, because it was on a Monday too, Mm -hmm. in the hood, we went straight to the strip club. You know, we're not trying to party, we're trying to work. Yeah, we're in party atmospheres, but it's not no party. It's not no party, at least for me. For me, it was more like, hey, this is our mission. Can't come back empty-handed. You know, for sure. Gotta make something work, you know? Yeah. So I remember this story. This is a crazy story, but... The goal was to get them to play a specific song. Okay? So a specific Tory Lane song you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was it. I didn't care what I had to do, like, what kind of dough I had to spend something was gonna happen i was very determined right so as soon as i walk in i go in the the bar i grab two beers and i start going towards the dj booth as i'm walking to the booth the security guard gets a call and he walks away Mm. as i'm walking up so i i go right into the booth he looks at me he's like what the fuck i said here beer he's like oh cool Cheers them. I said, yo, I need you to play this song for me. Mm. And I shook his hand, gave him 50 bucks. I was like, yeah, man, no problem. No problem. I said, okay, perfect. So I went outside and I waited. I told him the song, whatever. And then I was just absorbing where I was at. Mm. Realistically, like that whole strip hop thing I did was nothing 
compared to what I saw in Atlanta. Yeah. It was nothing. It's... <laughs> that was some real crazy shit over there. Yeah. Especially on the Monday when I went. So I'm just absorbing the whole atmosphere with the vibe and where I'm at and who I'm with and what I'm there to do, right? Mm-hmm. And I heard, I started hearing all these Atlanta classics, so I was getting amped up. I needed to hear my song on the radio. Yeah. I'm uh, sorry, on the uh, on the speakers yeah. on the loud system. So I walked back into the DJ booth. And as I walked back, the same exact thing happened. Security guy gets a call, walks away, and I walk right in again. And I told him straight up, <laughs> yo, if you play it right now, I'll give you another tip. He goes, look, I'll listen to it, but if it's whack, I can't spin it. I said, I'll give you a hundred bucks just to listen to it. He goes, what? Okay. Uh-huh. All right. He listened to it. He put it in. I had a CD. He put it in. And he heard it. He gave me the thumbs up. But I waited this time. That's <laughs> right. That's right. The dude played it. Mm. He played it, but at the same time, anyone can tell a story. What song it's a was cool this? Story. What song was this? We're talking seven years ago, brother. This is important information, bro. I think it was. I don't know. I honestly, I remember the experience more than the actual song. Mm. To tell you the truth. But it was a really good song. It was a summer banger. I believed in it so much that I was really determined to get this done. Good. So when he played it, I was thinking to myself, yeah, this is just a cool story that people either believe or not believe. So I filmed it. I filmed it. Mm. Just so I really have the true proof. I've never released it because that would be disrespectful to... Uh, the establishment that you know allowed this this cool stuff to happen you know right, what I mean right, 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 right. but if anyone's ever interested I have it archived no I'm good thanks so you have this I have it archived experience of Tory Lane's first track being played in the fucking Atlanta strip club yes Ma- what is it Magic Magic Mondays? City Magic, Magic City. City on a Monday on a Monday Magic, Magic City on a Monday cause you know, I that's Magic. big time right yeah, there yeah that's home. big time you broke that album there that's like if you're played there yeah shit starts happening mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. and even the atmosphere it's like you see all this money flying and I caught on to the whole the whole way it works is when you get rain happening the girls have a certain amount of time to pick up as much dough as they possibly can. Facts. Right? And whatever they can walk away with is theirs. The rust stays on the floor and it's wet and it's slimy and you don't even want to touch it. But the floor the floor is covered with money. Mm-hmm. So you're really walking into a place where you really have to try to do something. So I went for it. Mm. I went for it and honestly it was a good experience. It was fun just to even get these certain things accomplished. Yeah, yeah. The mission, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, 
that brings me to one of my, my last questions before we get into our hip hop tea segment. How much money do you feel? And I, I don't want to feel like I'm digging in your pockets, right? But how much money do you feel that you've spent over the years from when you started promoting hip hop to now? How much did I have to spend on myself? Yeah. Like, if you could make a ballpark figure. Like, over the last 11 years, even, if we've known each other. I truly have no... No idea. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you, the way I do my branding, Mm. right, is by connecting other people. Right. So we we have a common ground, a common goal, which is to put on shows. Yeah. You want to do performing, or you want to perform live on stage, and I so happen to put on shows that gives you that opportunity, right? And I know the insides and outs of it, so... Would you say maybe 500K? I have no idea. I can't even say I spent a dime. <laughs> Realistically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, actually, I do have one more question. Of course. I always got questions. Fun Fest. Yeah. There was a lot of controversy that popped up around your name around that. Yeah. Okay, there was a lot of artists that were booked into the, to the event that feel that everything was already preconceived and their money mm-hmm. was already taken. What do you say to artists that were into that era? That, okay, that this, this is a beautiful topic because there was a lot of uh, miscommunication. Right. Right. My main role with that project was to make sure that the right team was behind it. Mm. Okay. A lot of people were in the, the back end a lot of names that people didn't even know were there. And right? there was the Z103 connection. It was, yeah, the Z103 connection. Pretty much that was just like, you buy ad space, you know, and you do an event, whatever it is. Right. So in this case, it was uh, a lot of their connections that made it possible. Mm. Mainly with being the jury. So, one of my main roles, too, was to sit in with them, to listen to the music. Right. They had their notes. Like, I wasn't supposed to know who, who they're choosing. They had their own notes. Right. Right? And who are the, 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 the other entities? Like, I'm not talking about, like, the individual There's people. The, so, the people that were involved were Z103, like, the whole judging process. Okay. Right? You had Z103 different departments doing that kind of stuff mm-hmm. okay. uh, they were in charge of the vetting then there was the um, Universal mm-hmm. that was there to see every uh, a bunch of the finalists sure. you had uh, what was the other one um, the other the magazine there now magazine no 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 they were sponsors though okay why? Because you just buy ad space, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all it is. Uh, Billboard. Mm. Billboard magazine was one of the judges as well. Wow. So, <clears throat> when the vetting was happening, <coughs> I really wanted hip-hop 
to have their voice heard. Right. Right? So maybe they like dance more or whatever it was. Mm. I at least wanted them to listen to people that usually don't get their attention. Do you get what I'm saying? No, for sure. You can't get to these people. You can try. Yeah, okay, they'll even say they'll, they'll do whatever, but you don't know. I wanted a way where we could actually know yeah. that people's music is being heard. So that was my main, <coughs> main role in that. Okay, so I sat there with them. And one thing that wasn't done was any pictures of any of any uh, sort. So it wasn't like, oh, this person right here made this song. Mm. There was no. So how would you? There was no bias. It was just the It was just the music. They just listened. They to the heard music. the music, right? And they chose who they liked. So but I didn't many, know. No how one. How many of the contestants that you vetted got into like a semi-finalist role? How many? Because. From what I'm understanding, there was like an event that you put on. Okay, so this, this is how it works. This is how it works. There okay. was a lot of people that submitted, mm-hmm. right? But if you met the criteria, then you became a semi-finalist. Right. If you didn't meet the criteria, then you became invited to the show, mm. right? A lot of people got an invitation to the show thinking they were semi-finalists. I mm. get it. I understand it. Why? Because I got a lot of calls. Right. I got a lot of calls. Uh, where I had to explain to people okay bring up the email let's go over it so they realized okay some people weren't semi-finalists but they still came down I said hey at the same time I ain't in charge of that (laughs) you know so if you got an email then just respond to it a lot of people weren't responding to emails so I remember getting I remember getting a call and they were telling me, okay, a whole bunch of people didn't reply to the email, right? But they're on a semi-finalist list. I said, wouldn't that be whack if a whole bunch of people get called and they're not there? Right. So now my new role became to call people and be like, hey, did you get the email? Like, yeah, yeah, I got the email. Did you read it? No, no. <laughs> wow. So it's like, okay, I'll read it with you right now if you want. That was my new role. I didn't, I didn't understand that part of the game. Right? I thought, okay, if you're going to enroll into something, especially like I think what it was, it was a grant. Right? You get, so a $20,000 grant yes. for the best song. Okay. And a, like some kind of record contract or some kind of like a... Um, no, it was $20,000. k You do whatever you want with it. But yeah. you have to say what you what you would do with 20000 Right. Right? So even even with that, you know, a lot of people didn't know. Mm. What do you do with 20000 So it brings me to the next topic, like business plans. You guys need to do that. Like can't just blame other people right my name was brought up because like oh because of Freddie fame I entered this is like yeah but I had nothing to do with you getting picked or not picked or not you meeting criteria or not meeting criteria or understanding an email or 
you not calling in to just understand or not responding you. even it was it was a test to my ability and my patience sure. right to have so many people that said they didn't read the email they didn't read the email and it was like okay email fine like information that could give you 20 right 20 grand yeah, you're not yeah, reading it yeah <laughs> right imagine going for the i remember the promotion was that i was sending out was the easiest grant you could ever apply for Wow. That's what it was. Mm. Upload a song, and what would you do? With 20 grand. That was it. That was it. So I was like, winning? Huh? And anybody end up yeah, winning? Yeah, someone ended up winning. There were actually six winners. Five people got $1,000 each mm -hmm. in different categories. And, uh, you know, another, another thing that people were pissed about is that everyone was white. They were, they were also pissed about the fact that... They Everyone was white, right? And it was all pop music. Yeah. I want to set the record straight, okay? There were no pictures involved with choosing the music. Right. Okay? You can only just imagine what they look like, but that was part of the whole magic, yeah. you know? You never know. You don't want to be picked just because you're white or black or brown. You want to be picked because... They heard something, you know. At the same time, at the same time, it's like it's like, hey, if you're semi-finalist, you know, be glad that you met the criteria. At least some people didn't even meet the criteria. All right, so everything's a win. And truthfully, people were pissed because they were forced to network. They're pissed that they're in a room full of people that they could potentially work with in the future, they're forced to do that. Poor oh, artists. Poor artists. They were forced to be in a room and network with each other. Right? I got a couple people that said thank you to me. Mm. And a lot of people that did not understand what was going on. Right. Okay? So, that's what I'm saying. It, it tested my patience. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, I just wanted to be like, yo, didn't you read the, the email? So even that's being nice, right? But it was like, no, let's go over the email. Because the more you understand this, the more you'll understand how grants work. Right. It's even more specific. If you miss something, that's it, you're disqualified, you know? <coughs> or they might give you a complimentary email to say, hey, you missed this. But if you don't reply to that email, it's just a wasted opportunity. Yeah. I did my best for the hip-hop community, right? In the fact that I got their music heard by a radio station that would have never heard their music. Mm. Right? Yeah, facts, facts. So now, uh, I know some people that have followed up with them just mm. to see if they can get their music heard. Yeah. You know? I think some people had some success. So, but I'm not in that, I'm not in that anymore. That yeah. was a project. Everyone who worked on it was, you know, doing their own thing, just like I do my own thing. I rep for, uh, for Toronto Hip Hop, mm -hmm. and I keep the shows going. It's been 14 years. Yeah, yeah. 14 years that I keep these shows going and keep the artists circulating with projects. Yeah. You know, stuff they could do, stuff that could keep them active and motivated 
and even maybe compensate compensate them financially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone yeah. wants to make money off shows. I have the formula. You know? Oh, for sure. My for last sure. event, this dude for the first time went on stage. He brought about 80 people. Mm. He made about 850 to 900 bucks that night. Nice. Nice. First show. So what did he do? Got on the next one. He already made about four bills. He's got a following. He's got the following, right? So if you have the following, or if you want to even create a following, you have to start somewhere. I think starting off with, you know, flyers claiming that you're going to be performing live in concert is a good way to start. It, gets, it gives you a chance to put your music out there, network with people, right? Which to me is the most important part. I always tell people I work with, yes, you're going to be on stage for five or ten minutes, but use the two hours, three hours that you're there, right? Make links. Yeah. To make links. Yeah, straight up. And, you know, be, be aggressive with it, you know? Yeah. Well, Go start... Yeah, business cards are cool, but even like tell people to pull out their phones, add them up, you know, do an instant exchange right there. Yeah. Make sure Social the job media. gets done. Yeah. Right? Let's connect on the ground right away. That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, to me, yeah. that's more valuable because uh, it's building your fan base. Straight up. And who knows who will end up buying your music one day for a dollar. Or claiming that they went to your show, right? It really just depends how hard you're gonna work, though. A lot of people are pissed, though, because they thought they're gonna do one mixtape uh, and blow up. Mm. That's not how it works. You gotta keep at it. Forget mixtapes. I tell everyone, forget mixtapes. Just focus on singles. Yeah. Promote your single like you would your mixtape. Plan out your year. Yeah, 12 yeah. singles released once a month is a year worth of promo right yeah, yeah. and when you take a break you're still there because all you got to do is release once a month Facts. you already have the material you have the promotion ready you want to build on that um, make a press release put it out to the blogs put it out to the radios whatever you want to do or you can hire someone like me to do it I offer that kind of service. Yeah. Right? Through my years of experience, I've found the right people to work with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've also found the, the wrong people to work with, too. Right? Mm -hmm. I notice a lot of people that you don't want to be working with are people that blame others. Right? Yeah. It's someone else's fault. It's always someone else's fault. I'm saying learn from an experience. If it wasn't what you wanted to be, figure out how it can be. Right? If not having enough fans prevents you from breaking even at shows and still benefiting benefiting from the promotion, you know, of the networking, figure out another way. Right? Get a job. Get a job and if that's what you want to do, put that into your expenses release party promotional money 
Right? Buy three whole tickets. (laughs) (laughs) Three tickets, people. Three tickets, tickets. and you got a (laughs) venue, you got the promotion. We'll use your cover. We'll use a picture of the video, whatever it is. But more than anything, you know how you want to to be seen. So we can work something out. But opportunities are, are there in the city. Right? I'm just one of many. But you gotta be careful too. Not everywhere you go can you pay and actually get a service done. Right. A lot of people that will just take your money and you don't perform. You know, there's there's situations where that happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? But not really at my at my venues. You know, I have something in the contract that says there's no refunds. Mm. But if you can't perform, as a man, as a, a business person, as even someone that understands what that's like, right? I'll get you on my next show. Let's do it again. Yeah. You know, let's do something to make up for it. Now, <clears throat> like I said, it doesn't happen at my events. But I'm ready to to build with people. Other other situations, you don't even get that opportunity. You just can't get a hold of people anymore. Right. You paid to play, but it was a nightmare for you. Yeah, because not everyone that you pay can actually play. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because okay. and it, it ends up being a, a case where the person's on stage. Yeah. The other people who are there who are not there to see them are like, <clears throat> I'm out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, in the end of the day, it's good to be able to clear up all of the different situations because there's so many different. There's, there's too many. There's too many different situations. If you have one specific, uh, you know, situation that was brought up to you, maybe I could try to clear that up. Right. But there's so many. No, no. The way I People feel cheated. Is it me or is it that you didn't read or is it that you didn't understand or why didn't you call? Why didn't we keep communication up? Yeah. In my emails that I put out to artists who sign up, I say communication is very important to me. It is. It's our enemy right. as well too. Miscommunication oh, definitely. is something I don't want to be involved with. And that's when you know who's real. You know? Dope. So, we're going to take a little break. And we're going to come back. We're going to do a, a segment that we call Hip Hop Tea. You know, where okay. we get into the topics that are going on in the week. And we'll get off of the interview stuff. I don't stuff. know too much, but yeah, let's try Hey, whatever you don't know, we'll fill you in. in on, mm-hmm. on, you know, know, let us know. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? There's, there's a lot of... Uh, oh, oh, they passed the blood around. Shit, nigga, you know? Oh, fuck. Who, who wants this next? Anywho. I'm good, man. We got a lot of people to discuss in the fucking hip hop tea topics. So we'll be right back. We the world's. Shattered as fuck, man. There's a bag of shit in here. Yeah, this shit is driving. Knockout weed right now. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we the world's most smoked out podcast. We love hip hop. Episode 25. If you feel like your sock game is getting kind of boring, you know what I mean? Wearing that same old out of the package eight, eight in a pack sock packs, man, you need to step your sock game up. Check out my people at Six Socks Toronto. If you want to know how to get onto them, check them out on Twitter or Instagram 
at Reed underscore Craig. That's R-E-I-D underscore C-R-A-I-G. Six Socks Toronto. That's what's up. Friday will get and chop and yeah, screw it up. Exactly. We're gonna want two samples. Oh man, give me some that old gangster shit. Oh, that's that sample. Imagine sympathy guts. Success. Oh, that can tell you about the man out of the a baby, you know? Sympathy guts. That's a sympathy guts. Is that a baby? Sympathy guts, bro. Sympathy guts. Shout out Johnny Jibs. Shout out Johnny Jibs. I got one more sample to play for you. Fucking weird. And that show for your head top, so watch how you speak on my name, bro. Yeah. And what's your favorite head top? So watch how you speak on my name, bro. Yeah, let's get back into episode 25, man. <laughs> we back in, man. So, we get into our hip-hop tea. Let's get right into it. Motherfucking Usher, fucking Let It Burn, Raymond. I'm not even going to talk about anybody else first. Nobody else on the bottom of the list. This motherfucker right here, he got to fucking get the tea fucking roasting right now. <coughs> Done. Okay, so here's what happened now. Usher Raymond, right? This guy, back in 2008, 2009, apparently caught the fucking herp. Okay? Sushi boy. What's wrong with these guys, man? No, no, this, but the thing is, he was married at the time to. So, what? Who he came to? Who he came from? I don't know. Nah, see, we don't know where he got it. I think that's who we have to find. Where did he get it from? Let's sue them. Where did he get it from? Where did he get it from? Oh, he hasn't spoken on that yet. Yeah. <laughs> He's doing some sushi boy shit. So, what well, the thing is, he hit up his stylist with the shit, and he paid her 1.5 million. Are these proven facts? Are these allegations? This is proven. This is. He had a fucking out okay. of court settlement with her okay. for 1.5 mil. Ooh. Okay? Boom. Nobody knew about this shit. This is back in 09. 09. Okay, fast forward now. Fast forward now, the shit come out to light, right? And a next chick is like, that was last week's story. Next chick is like, wait a minute. I was with this motherfucker over the last two years. Jeez. Right? I want to sue for 10 mil. Wow. But she didn't know if she had anything. So people are like, does she have anything? Does she have anything? She don't have nothing. She goes and gets checked. She has it. Blood clot. Now she wants 40 mil. Blood clot. She's dipping in pockets. So Usher's on the fucking block right now. And he got the fucking, the the, the lawyer um, who's representing Black China, you know, um, the hustler of the year. Yeah. <laughs> the hustler of the year award goes to. The boy who's representing Black China is getting a lot of clients that are coming in saying, hey, we next too, we next, because Usher, he about to get it. So the, the lineup is starting for Usher with the fucking... Let it um, burn. The, the let it burn, the let it burn shit. <laughs> the let it burn tour. So It's uh, funny because I've seen, seen a meme mm. where it's like, yo, you're at an Usher concert and the man drinks water and then throws the rest of the bottle of water into the crowd and you see people say it's like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 so the thing is what <coughs> my thing is how is it that 
you're fucking all these groupies, dog. You know how many more chicks probably have this shit in the fucking industry? And the whole thing is... Well, you know, the problem is this industry was small, right? They, they like, snooping out the same bitches in the videos, man. They fucking this bitch, they fucking that bitch. I sure supposed to be was the, the hot motherfucker for a long time. Mm. You know what I'm saying? This is not the first time he's been on the chopping block. You know what I mean? Hold on a second. So, remember, he was with Chili. Was it Chili from TLC? Mm. I'm not saying that she gave it to him. <laughs> chili boy. <laughs> chili says Chili might not be as chili as you do. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like, we gotta go back into the man's history. Like, the women he's dealt with that we know publicly, right? Obviously, there's those closed door scallywags <laughs> that he has, you know what I'm saying? That he met after the, the tours, and you know. Mm. But realistically, where did he get it from? Who gave it to him? What are your thoughts on this, Freddie? <laughs> on this Usher, Usher issue? Because it's going to be going on for a few weeks. I think... Um, it's sad. I think everyone's just got to protect themselves, you know? That's right. There's <laughs> just too much of this stuff going on. And um, the safer you are, the safer everyone else is going to be. And not saying you can't have fun, but you have to... Do it in a way where you're not going to be caught up in situations, or you know, in that one girl's case, she's trying to go for 40 million, she's probably happy she got it. You know, well, as soon as she's stuck, I don't know, but she's gonna make the most of it, so there is some something to, to I guess, gain from getting stuff like that and being, yeah, she on that BB bumps in a bag. Whoa. I'm not down with it. I'm not. Nah, down with it. I say, yo, wrap it up, man. He's, he's, he's famous. You got money, man. Wrap it up. Don't be these sushi boys out here catching diseases and spreading shit. That's what you're going to call the episode UBNB. Usher bumps in a bag. You know what I'm saying? Nah, man. Just buy three tickets. That's buy the name three of the tickets. Episode. Buy three tickets. <laughs> so, another motherfucker that's, that, and that's coming through, and we, he gonna come up again, so trust me. We gonna talk about Usher again. Another guest gonna be sitting there and we gonna talk, talk about some Usher shit. OJ, he coming home. Just and he's coming home to 600K. That's it? No. Actually... Coming home, yeah, 600k and a, yeah, what do you mean that's it? The nigga was sitting doing time. Yeah, but like, like, at that time, they come home with 600k, nigga. Obviously, nigga, I'm not sorry. Where's that nigga? Think about it. $600,000 OJ's coming home to NFL pension. Okay, okay NFL pension, but yeah. guess what? The motherfuckers, Ron Gold, excuse me, Ron Goldman's family, mm. they're gonna go after that money. No, they can't touch that. That's the one thing they can't touch. Okay, that's fine. Good yeah. for him, but. Look at all the other shit that's been going on. Miniseries. They've been killing this man with miniseries after miniseries after miniseries. He tried to drop the bread. And so what? He's not getting paid from none of that. Every time that he tried to do something that was profiting anything off of the, the murders and shit like that, they hit him up. And if he made money, they were like, yeah, we're going to have to take a little piece of that. Sorry, man. Like it's a messed up, yeah. it's a messed up place where the man can beat the murder rap but still gotta pay the family fucking thirty million dollars. But that's the thing, he coming home. They say October. Yeah, well, that's his mandatory parole. What are your thoughts on on, on OJ? Do you think he do you think he killed Nicole? Um, nah. You don't think he killed her? Nah. Yeah. That's my sentiment. You don't think he, okay, you don't think he killed her? Nigga, hey, he's not guilty. Tried it. Not guilty. Tried. <laughs> not guilty. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I think no, look, yeah. I on. think once you're at that level of stardom, 
right? You have to follow certain rules. If you don't follow rules, certain things happen. I'm not saying that I'm right. I'm just saying that I know that there's probably other situations that we have no clue about. Mm. So maybe he did, maybe he didn't, but I don't think he did. Well, they said if the glove don't fit, you can't acquit. R.I.P. Johnny Cochran. Johnny Cochran. You know what I'm saying? So he got off of that. Then they tried to bury his ass. But yeah, they gave him man 33 years for trying to retrieve his own sports memorabilia. And then, okay, you want to add more insult to injury? I've seen this the other day because of all these fucking miniseries that are popping up about OJ. Mm. So, insult to injury. Charge the man. Armed robbery, kidnapping, all this shit. Gave the man 33 years for going to retrieve his fucking memorabilia. Uh. For them to only sentence the man and then turn around and give it to him. Yeah, well, shit. This is his shit. So they give it to him? <laughs> they gave... Listen, listen, are you hearing what I'm saying to you? That's crazy. The man went to retrieve his shit, okay? Mm-hmm. The man said, fuck this, I'm calling the cops. Call the cops. They charge the man, sentence the man to 33 years, and then the police turn around and give him back his merchandise. I don't, you don't want to see something wrong with that? Jimmy. Wow. Guilty or not guilty, OJ? It was not guilty. Not ah, guilty? Court system might say, not guilty, not guilty, indeed, indeed. Okay, you know what? I'm going to go against. I'm going to say, OJ guilty on that one? He killed the bird. But he slid off on one. Okay. <laughs> he slid off on one. Okay, 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 okay. OJ killed two people, right? By himself, right? Mm. And Mayu was a black belt in some type of karate martial arts, right? Hold on. Hold on, Hold on, Hold on, Everybody's getting it. Bump, 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 bump. Chop, 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 chop. Everybody fucking had to okay. get it that day, fam. Okay. 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 But the man was fighting for his life. It's not like the man just willingly turned over and said, yo, yeah, yo, that mature. Yo, the man said they had, like, the man said he had bearded, that bearded fence wounds. The only thing other he had was a cut on his finger. Because the nigga played football. He said, nigga, hold that. Boom, hold that and take a knife to your guts. And you fucking Nicole, <laughs> the man you get that too. Jack, 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 Jack. Let me get the fuck out of here, Black bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever. Uh, maybe, maybe, he, maybe both of y'all, all three of y'all are fucking right. Sad, what do you think? Not guilty. Not guilty. Not guilty. Okay, so fuck it. Um, next motherfucker on the fucking document. R. Piss Kelly. You know what I'm saying? Don't get mad. <laughs> Yo, uh, okay. this is the remix edition. Let's talk about pissing. Stop. Yo, what I hear, I can, I can think of, like I said last time, was Dave Chappelle. And all of these fucking t- yo yo yo, let me piss on you. Oh, weird. Yo, Dave Chappelle did it the best. But yo, twelve women locked up. No, it was a twelve. My bad. Last week when I okay. said twelve, what's all saying? Okay, so let me break this down. Clear, 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 fuck up. Okay, I think my phone is charged. So I can take this shit off. And twelve, out. twelve. Okay, so last week I reported fucking twelve women. I want to fucking take that back because retraction. Uh, it was high news. Okay, put it, call it that high news. Right, I was too fucking blunted out and retraction. So it was six women. 
which don't make it no fucking better. No, it don't make it any better. You know, he had six, and I put it in my YouTube descriptions. It was six women. My bad. However, now. Well, because YouTube's higher than mine. <laughs> what happened is, what the reporting this week is the parents of the one that was on the TMZ. You want to say, Mom, I'm Julian? Have you seen this story? Mm hmm. So R. Kelly has six women that are staying in his house. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah sex you saw yeah. that, right? I seen that. Six women staying in his house, and they are like they have to be under all his orders and all types of shit. Uh, they're trying a to, sex cult or something. Yeah, a sex cult. They try to make it sound like they're oppressed, right? And we don't know what's going on. But one of the girls was on TMZ saying how her parents was like, "Yo, you know, don't don't send nobody for me. Like, leave me alone. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good." You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, but now the parents are coming out saying that they dropped off this child. She's not a child. She's 19 years old. No, when she was 18, they dropped her off with R. Kelly. They, they said that they knew that he already liked you. However, they didn't think it was going to go. They feel now that it went too far. And there's a fucking video released of the girl when she was like 18, like half naked, fucking dancing around in R. Kelly's yacht. Which wow. is still, I guess, of age or whatever, right? Not of age, but... But the thing is, the parents, this is what the, one of my issues, the parents are like, yo, we know R. Kelly's kind of fucked up, but, you know, he's going to give her some opportunities or whatever. Let's just hope this shit don't get so too they far. Knew. They knew. Oh, wow. So they dropped her off. That's and now they're, because she's been there for a year. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They're, they're, they're booming for their daughter. Yeah. Which is only natural, right? No, but you dropped her off. Yeah, they dropped her off. Okay, they knew that R. Kelly's R. Kelly, but they didn't think the man was going to keep their daughter for a year. You understand? To the point where it's like they felt like she's in some type of a cult and she's kidnapped. And she had to report, they had to report to the police mm. that they feel that their daughter has been kidnapped by R. Kelly and bring this shit to light. Because before they said anything, was anybody talking about it? There was nothing to be sold. There was nothing to be said, right? It was probably whispers amongst the fucking community of producers and people that go to his house and indulge in all that fuckery that's keeping up over there. Because you know the circle is small. You know, there's a bunch of them doing their fuckery over there. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. You know, they get they keep up with some madness in those things. You get, like you say, you get to a certain level and shit. If you don't follow the rules, shit happens to you, yeah. right? So, so those three—that's you understand what I'm saying. But originally, if the parents dropped them off, they probably thought, yeah, she's gonna be there for you know, she's gonna come home. But not a year later, where they're like, yo, where's our daughter? Well, there's some accountability accountability in there for the parents. Of course, there's accountability. Like you dropped off your youth over yeah. at that spot, knowing R. Kelly married Aaliyah when she was 15. Knowing yes. that he had the piss case. Yes, we Knowing know. all that, you're like, yo, let me drop off my 18-year-old daughter there because he's going to bring her some opportunities. They weren't expecting her to be there for a year. Fam, it's our fucking kid. Okay, it doesn't... Okay, <laughs> but... That's what, see, you're, you're going there with the, the thought that the parents knew, yeah, they're gonna, this guy's going to have my daughter for a year. No, they're probably thinking, you know what? She's going to go. She's going to stay there for maybe a week, two weeks, a month, come home. You know, whatever, go back. But 
whatever, just like to the point where they had to report the girl missing and they felt like she was kidnapped. I just feel that he's on a creepy vibe already. You shouldn't even be trying to bring your kids anywhere near that motherfucker. Obviously, he's the Pied Piper. And if anybody knows the story of the Pied Piper, the original story of the Pied Piper, not the one about the rats, Ew. but the one about the little kids. <laughs> Anyhow, fuck R. Kelly. Um, <laughs> he doesn't even get a shout out R. Kelly. He gets on the he gets on the fuck list. Like fuck you, nigga. Um, but Somebody he doesn't work on him. Nav, Nav dropped a new album with Metro Boomin. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to Nav, Toronto's own. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Came up with the weekend. But he was catching flack on his way up with his tracks from before because of using the, the say the word nigga. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'd be nigga, nigga, nigga in a fucking day. I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? However, Nav's an Indian cat and he's catching flack for this shit. So he cut it out. He stopped saying it and he's yeah. He told he came out in public saying, "Yo, I'm, I'm done. I'm not saying that shit no more." That's good for him. We all thoughts on the on the on the on Mr. Nav. Dropping, dropping the word. Now I'm not saying nigga. That's good for him. That's that's a that's a conscious decision on him to make. Yeah, As yeah. an artist, that's something you know. Some artists choose not to swear and use profanity in their lyrics, and he's choosing not to use the N word in his lyrics no more because why he caught flack and he thought that you know what? Let me stop. Let me not. Let's mm. take it's like it's like perfect example. It's like a couple weeks ago, Belly, mm. Nathan Phillips Square. The man is cursing needlessly not it wasn't he didn't need to curse like he still could have got his point across without cursing like some of it what if it's in the okay if it's in the lyrics sure but just to be like fuck yeah let's do this <laughs> there's kids they're, they're not ready for that they weren't expecting that right so it's like you gotta know where you are and what you're doing you know what i mean uh, uh, time and a place for everything what about you what about you freddie um <clears throat> i'm not sure like, have you ever dealt with, like, white rappers that have come through and they're like, nigga, 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 in the fucking studios that, like, maybe... Yeah, and yeah, and I've also seen um, that situation where he's chilling out with a bunch of uh, African-Canadian people. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like black and it's cool. And it's cool with them. Yeah. So, who am I to say that's cool or not cool when in your circle? Mm. But now, when you're taking it into the hip-hop world... Now you're talking something a little more, you know. For sure. Uh, worldwide, people somewhere is going to take offense to something you do. Oh, for but sure. that specifically, what you do with your friends is one thing. When you bring it out publicly, that's a different story. You're inviting other people into your business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Facts, facts. Um. Let's see, the last person I want to bring up here in our hip-hop tea list, I can bring up Meek Mill's wins and losses. You know, Trick Daddy. Yeah, bring up Meek Mill's. Trick Daddy fucking said that he banned from fucking coming to... Um, no Fly Zone. No Fly Zone in Miami for, for Meek Mill's because he I was on Hot 97 saying, yo, you know, we the ones that inspired <laughs> the motherfuckers to... You know, get the Cuban links and all that, and and, and all you know, be on the yachts in Miami and all that. But on the gram is what Meek was saying. Tricks like, nigga, we been fucking on yachts in Miami, Now because I'm mad that you didn't, and I'm not listening to the fucking interview properly. 
you're banned from coming to Miami. So, I, I don't want to fucking... My question is, what's Trick Daddy selling right now? <laughs> he wanted some some exposure for something. Ah, and if he's not selling anything... Who's he promoting? He better be quick, you know? Because if he's going to do something like that and create attention, hey, he better respect. be selling something, you yeah. know? Put some respect on or that. Or what? For what? You know, what's what's the point? He has a week. not making any money, then... He has a week to keep that buzz going, like, oh, somebody talked about you on Instagram or on fucking on our, our blog shows or whatever, so go drop a mixtape right fucking down. <laughs> or a single. <laughs> or a single. Something. You know what I'm saying? Because after this week, we'll be on to somebody else. <laughs> I didn't even want to really bring him up. I just wanted to know... Well, I was gonna bring up Drake with the putting up the stripper jerseys and all that, but like, whatever. Me mentioning it, we'll throw up a fucking picture of this shit. Big up Drake, big up the six, we keep on doing it. You know what I'm saying? But where the fuck is Young MA? You know Young MA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the fuck is she really? I don't know. This is my question, and this is the last thing I'm gonna do for T. It's not really a current topic, but she's a current MC that's like out there, she's doing her thing. All right. But I feel like Ooh was the only tune that she's had for the last two years and she's still riding off of this one joke. She dropped a couple of freestyles like on YouTube videos and shit like that. And then recently I seen on the internet, I don't know how old it was, but I seen a thing about Cassidy Rose and her in a freestyle or some shit. Mm. I don't know how old it was, but I don't know if they're just comparing to if he was going at her because I didn't actually watch it. Yeah. So I don't know, but yeah, like she just like, she came out, but then didn't she get outed like a ghostwriter or some shit, some like she had a ghostwriter? Uh, the Chicago niggas was all fucking heated at her for making that, saying that took a line in her rhyme and shit. So, who knows, maybe she's just playing it. Where's she game. from? She from, she from New York. Oh, she from New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, as a person who sees a lot of upcoming artists, right? She had the one track, Ooh. It was like hot. And it was super hot. It got her on all these tours. It got her all over the fucking place. Yeah, she's still just touring mm-hmm. off of it. What do you think she would have to do next to fucking keep her momentum going? I think, yeah, I think she's touring right now. Maybe she's in a different part of the world that you don't even have to see her, but she's still doing her thing. Mm. And uh, if she has ghostwriters, that's some business moves that she'll have to decide on just to stay hot or even just to get ideas off of you know I I recommend that kind of stuff you know like if you have a business going and your job is to make money off of what you do Mm. you need a team songwriting team producing team and whatever other team you need so I think it's cool if if she writes her own lines or if she doesn't as long as she keeps doing her thing and consistency and yeah but with the one track that she had in the tuck what do you think what her, her next move would have to be to keep herself going regardless of ghostwriting because I don't believe that ghostwriter shit I don't. I think she writes her own rhymes you know what I mean and I'm not throwing no shade on Young Lame in yeah, any yeah, way you know what I'm saying I think she, she was dope I just want to know what she gonna do because like every time we heard somebody who was dope they had that one track that made them bust and then they came with something else and then there was like yeah, you only fucking hear ooh. Well, like I said, I, I heard some about and eat. I heard other tracks. She's got a lot of videos out there, like a lot of YouTube videos where, like, yo, six minute freestyles where she's going in. Yeah. After the ooh shit, but like nothing, like nothing song wise after that, like where this is like a single that I'm pushing. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. She's like you said, she's eating off that ooh track. 
And she's just eating till the plate's done. You understand? She keeps going back to the pot. Yeah. And she keeps fucking filling up her plate. And filling up her plate. And filling up her plate until the plate can't be done. You understand what I'm saying? And like, yo, right now she's getting fat off of that. And I don't blame her. If you she makes dough, then she'll have some capital to... You know what I'm saying? Another marketing strategy to but right do it again. Yeah. Exactly. Or she's just riding that wave. You know what I'm saying? She's just riding that one wave, brother. Well, like I, I said, going back to the pot. Well, shout out Young M.A. I feel like you might need one more to just get the summer again or get the winter or whatever. Yeah, you need maybe, one more from me. Maybe Young she's letting this summer go and she's waiting for next summer. No, you don't have time for that. You're the internet. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah. wait. She, she, but you don't know the plan, right? Hey, I'm just trying to see her grow. You know what I'm saying? But anyhow, I'm done with all this tea talk. All right, tea topic done. Um, What do you got coming up next or... Let us know about that show that you have coming up soon. So I got a show uh, Friday, August 11th. Mm-hmm. I got about 30 acts performing. Um, the night will be split up into two segments before 10 p.m. and after 10 p.m. Okay. If you want to come in and check out a freestyle or be part of a uh, live cipher, you're more than welcome to before 10 p.m. Uh, the admission is $25. Pay for it at the door or holler at any of the, the uh, artists for tickets. Support them, you know. And support support artists in Toronto in general. Like, it's, it's up to us to just give them some kind of motivation and energy to show them that what they're doing is, is needed and special. Yeah. You know? Maybe, maybe that, that dude who, who made a cool song that inspires you in the morning and you, you wake up to it or whatever. Shoot him a message if anything. Let him know. Or yeah. let her know. Because that's uh, that's what it's all about. It's the art, the business, and the keep it going mentality that we need from the city. These are facts, sir. These are facts. Um, let the people know where to find you social media wise. At Fred E. Fame, which is everything. F-R-E-D-E-F-A-M-E. Go, 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 go. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Smokey the Bear. Uh, yeah, you know. It's Where me. can they find you? Uh, like I said, Instagram. SSC underscore Hey Hertz underscore PK. That's the only platform I'm on is Instagram. You know, I have a Twitter, but I don't use it unless it's Bell Let's Talk. And that's Hey Hertz on Twitter. But like I said, I don't use it. So, um, yeah, shout out. Sports Smokers Collective, shout out Warheads, shout out Beast Mode, shout out Johnny Jibs in the building, shout out fucking Black Bag Gang, Tight T Gang, shout out all the people that matter, shout out the FPA, you know what I'm saying? And thank you for the fame for coming through. Yeah. Thank and, you. Um, you don't know where to find me. It's your boy Friday Ricky Dread. That's all my social medias. That's D R E D. Um, as well as my website, that's Friday aka Ricky Dread. Also, get at our Instagram and our Twitter. That's We Love Hip Hop Toronto. Once we get to 1,000 Instagram followers, we're going to be giving out. We Canagar. We're giving away a Canagar, brother. Big old motherfucking Canagar with about seven grams of weed, a bunch of fucking shatter, and it's just going to be a fucking party in one fucking blunt. So, what is a Canagar, sir? Oh, Canagar. Oh, 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 a Canagar now. That's like, you got your blunt, 
You got fucking shatter wrapped around that shit. Oh wow! Okay, okay. About seven grams of weed. Someone, someone, come bury me one of those kind of splits. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Hey, when we get to one thousand, I'll trade um, you for a show. <laughs> hey, there we go. Hey, we could do a, 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 a the fifth sports smokers collaboration. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it off camera. Yeah. But yeah, anyhow, get at us. We love hip hop Toronto. Once we get to one thousand um, followers, that's when we go give away to Canada. Canada. And then uh, YouTube. That's YouTube.com/slash Friday Ricky Dread. That's D R E D. When I get to two thousand subscribers, I'm going to give away another one hundred dollar iTunes gift card. So we're the world's most smoked out podcast. We love hip hop. Chill. We out. Episode twenty five. Yes. Yes.